Good morning, everyone. So before I get into my homily regarding our scripture readings today, again, just a, a brief uh, talk about what is happening in our parish in the diocese right now with, um, well, you probably have heard through the grapevine from me and from Father Courtright that the, the entire diocese is participating in a historic capital campaign. And it is called Living Our Faith, Building Our Future. And you know, each parish in the diocese chose a time to begin the campaign. There's three different blocks. And our time is now, my friends. You know, I know we just spoke about the God's gift appeal the past three weeks, but the timing is such that we ask you to, to please begin to pay attention to this new project as well. Uh, in the bulletin today, you will see that the campaign is raising funds to safeguard the retirement needs of our priests and to enrich our faith lives through the Maryvale Retreat Center. The campaign will also allow us to complete some much-awaited projects here in our church as well. And they include, here's some of the things included, uh, beautifying, beautifying our sanctuary, uh, repairing and painting the walls and ceiling, installing the new altar, and installing new carpet. Through this capital campaign, we will raise the money to do all that for our beautiful church here. So you will hear much more about the campaign in the upcoming weeks, in the bulletin and through our Thursday flock notes. And every parishioner family will also be invited to, to attend a campaign reception. Uh, the receptions are your best chance for information. They will include food and drink and, and children are welcome to join. And lastly, I ask you to pray, please, for the success of this campaign. In the pew, you will see the campaign prayer. And I, I ask you to you know, take a copy of it home with you and uh, include it in your daily prayer routine. Everything, everything we do begins with prayer, including this. And we know if we surrender to God, He will make it happen, right? Okay, my friends, thank you for letting me... Uh, make that brief announcement, and now let us dive in to our readings. You know, and, and uh, to get us thinking about a major theme in today's readings, I want to share with you or remind you of a certain hippie song. <laughs> Some of us with gray hairs will remember this song. Uh, in 1970, Joni Mitchell, she wrote a song called Big Yellow Taxi. Does anybody remember that song? <laughs> well, you know, the Counting Crows, they're a more modern band. Uh, the Counting Crows did a cover of it in 2002. Well, the chorus of the song goes like this. Maybe this will jog your memory. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. They paid paradise and put up a parking lot. Does that ring a bell now? <laughs> now that song's going to be in your head. Um, you know, it's a, good, it's a good song, and I like, to, I like to think about it today. You know, Joni Mitchell's inspiration to write this song, it came to her when she was in Hawaii. She woke up in her hotel room. 
she opened the window shades and, and saw this gorgeous view of a mountain. And then she looked out another window in a different direction and saw a bunch of parking lots. You know, I think many of us can probably relate to that. You know, I've heard it said that the national park system in America is the best idea our country ever had. And there's, you know, there's something to that. There's something about sacred spaces, places that we feel a need to protect when the world seems to be always demanding more. And that's what I think Joni Mitchell is driving at. And what I want us to think about today is that the world is never going to stop asking for more. Cities and towns and commercial adventures expand and they keep growing. People want to get ahead in life. And that's not evil, it's, it's just a normal human tendency. You know, in the Old Testament, one of the best stories to illustrate this is from, from Exodus. And that's the source of our first reading today. And to briefly recap that story, you know, when Moses and Aaron first approached the Pharaoh of Egypt, you know, they did not ask him to set all the Israelites free to go to the Promised Land. What they first asked for was simply to go for three days into the wilderness to worship God. So the Exodus story is not about freedom merely in a physical sense. You know, the culmination of the whole Exodus story is about worshiping God. And here's a simple point, brothers and sisters. You know, the Jews worship on Saturdays. And if you read the Exodus story carefully, it looks like the 10 plagues that God inflicts on Egypt happen every Sabbath, once a week on Saturday. The reason for this is because Saturday is their day of worship. It belongs to God. And Pharaoh wanted to claim the Sabbath for himself. So God gives the Jews two big things to remember to help them say no to the world. The world wants more from us. It wants to create a dominance in our lives so there's no room for God. You know, a main reason many people don't follow God is not because they are evil. It's not because they are doing sinful things. It's because they fill their lives with so many other things and there's no room for God. So God gives the Jews two laws to help them create space for Him. The first thing is the Sabbath, which is part of the Ten Commandments we heard in our first reading. Saturday for Jews and Sundays for Christians are a space, a fence, where we say no to the demands of the world upon us. We carve out this space for God and we protect it. And that's one of the many reasons the Sabbath is so important. It's a day that we remember who we truly are. That we are more than simply money makers. 
that we are men and women created with hearts and souls. We are made for more. We are made for God. Okay, so here's the other thing, brothers and sisters, which is the main theme of our gospel reading today. The second thing God gave the Jews is the temple. So the Sabbath, it carves out a space and time for God, and the temple creates a physical space that is sacred. That's why churches need to look different. That's why it matters that they are beautiful. That's why the early parishioners of St. Michael's, your family members, your grandparents and your great-grandparents, they built this big, beautiful, reverent church. And that is why you work so hard to maintain its beauty. When you walk in here and take in all the sacred beauty, you remember that you are different. Something inside of us comes alive. A voice in our soul reminds us that we are not created to simply be efficient and productive, to have a nicer house or get the car loan paid off. There is something inside of us that remembers we were made for something more. So God, he gave the Jews the temple. It's a place that doesn't belong to the world. It belongs to God. The Jews would go there to remember they were made for God. And that's key in understanding today's gospel, my friends. The temple was the most sacred place on earth for the Jews. In this scene, Jesus goes into the temple and he casts out the money changers. He cleanses it. And the key to understanding all this, brothers and sisters, is found in Mark's gospel. When Jesus is hanging on the cross, the Pharisees mock him and they say, you who would destroy the temple and raise it in three days, if you are the Messiah, come down from that cross. And before that, when Jesus is on trial before Caiaphas and the high priest, the accusation against him is that he spoke against the temple saying, destroy it, and he will raise it up in three days. One of the main reasons that Jesus was crucified, brothers and sisters, is because of what he did in today's gospel. It's because the most important thing on earth to the Jews, Jesus condemns it in our gospel. Realizing the importance of this is key to understanding what, what God wants to say to us today, my friends. And here's, here's where it moves to the next step. You know, God didn't just merely allow the temple to be destroyed. Jesus reveals that there is going to be a new temple. He said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. The new temple that you and I share in is the body of Christ. St. Peter, he says that Jesus is the living cornerstone. And we are like living stones built into the spiritual house. Brothers and sisters, in your baptism, 
you were baptized into the body of Christ, which is the new temple, because it is the place where God dwells. St. Paul says that not only is Jesus the new temple, but you are. You are the place where God lives. So what does this all mean? I mean, how do we draw all this together? Well, brothers and sisters, have you paved paradise and put up a parking lot? So many of us today, myself included, may feel like we have no space for God. And I'm convinced that most, most atheists are not atheists because they thought through all the arguments and concluded that there is no God. I think they are atheists because they have no room in their lives and their hearts and their souls for God. They paved over paradise and put up a parking lot. Your soul, my friends, is a paradise for God. It is a place that God desires to live in. It is the new temple. If we allow the noise of the world to flood our soul, TV, internet, social media, if Sunday becomes a day just like every other, then we can begin to feel like we are not fully human. And this is the society we live in, paving over paradise in our souls. When you encounter truth, goodness, and beauty, brothers and sisters, you can feel alive again. Your soul comes alive. Create that space in your soul for God. Okay, here's, so here's my last point that I want to leave you with. Why does Jesus do this in the temple today? Why does he cast out the animals and, and overturn the money changer tables? You know, some people think it's because the money changers were suppressing the poor. That may be part of it, but it's not the main reason. In today's gospel, Jesus did this because the temple never really worked. The temple was the place that atoned for sins, but it really didn't. There is only one sacrifice that atones for sins. It is not sheep or goats or oxen or turtle doves. It is the one sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. This is why we are at Mass every Sunday, brothers and sisters. Our personal sacrifices and penances and good works and love of neighbor are all good things. And we need to do them. But they don't take away our sins. The only sacrifice that takes away our sins is a sacrifice of Jesus' cross on this altar. That is why Sunday has to be different for us. Lord, you have created a paradise in the soul of every human being. May our Sundays belong to you and you alone. Jesus, may our hearts and our minds and bodies be temples for your Holy Spirit. Lord, may you walk in the paradise that you have created in each one of us.